Hello team, it's Pam here from Alt Marketing School. I have a question for you right now and that is what would happen if you could market to hearts and not brains? What would you think would happen if you knew that you could make the world a better place with positive impact marketing but putting purpose and results first? If you want to find out, then come and join us for the Alt Marketing Certification. Our six-week digital bootcamp for professionals who want to do marketing differently and advance their career along the way. Join me and our six incredible teachers to learn how to advance your career with confidence by applying effective systems and frameworks to the latest trends. The next cohort is coming up soon, so I would love to have you join us. And all you have to do is apply to join at altmarketingschool.com slash learn. Go to altmarketingschool.com slash learn to apply for the next cohort of All Marketing School certification. Hello and welcome to Make an Impact Show, a podcast run by Creative Impact Co. Our mission is to help creatives grow their business, hone their marketing, and share their stories via outstanding content. <laughs> I feel under pressure. You shouldn't be. You shouldn't be. Now I've got, I got counted down from five to one, and then it was like, and action. <laughs> it's ready to roll. Ready to roll. Hold on. I'm going to put my ring light on as well, because I know you love your audiograms, so... So we're going to try and create some snippets for the gram. And I'm going to say something as, as, as she puts lights on and like this like fireworks coming out. For anybody listening, there's actually been a lot of questions about social media. So I'm going to stagger them in the next couple of months because otherwise it's literally all we're going to talk about. Um, <laughs> unsurprising. But actually doing um, the video snippets has been just like a little strategy tip to start off. Everyone, hello. Welcome back to our little chat. Hello. Actually doing video snippets has been really... First of all, time saver as well, uh, for reels when it comes to the creative impact strategy, because I was like, I already do reels for a personal account. And then sometimes now add a little tip, I'm already dispensing tip. I collab myself with creative impact or old marketing school, which is my other brand, because I'm like, well, it's me anyway. And instead of reposting it, I'm collab, I'm collab, collabing, which means what happens is that obviously gets reshared on both accounts so it kind of gets a bit more reach and I'm like that's that's mm. kind of like an easy way to do it that's clever yeah I would never have thought of that it is different it's because different. you're like well if you don't have two brands then it's kind of different but we also do it with podcasts the only thing I'll say because that's another extra element of how to get more reels or how to even get guests to share but you never know if guests are going to accept because obviously they're like, you know, is it in line with my aesthetic? Some people don't care as much, but obviously if you have a cover and they don't like the cover, it's going to be also on their account. So, but it is a powerful way to actually get, you know, to get the reach from both accounts. So I would recommend mm. it. We actually have an article. I'm going to put it in the show notes. Uh, we do have an article about how to use Instagram collabs. So, so yeah, I know I'm, I'm a knob because I ask for like, like nice video. But it works because you get a lot of content out of something that you're already doing and repurposing is literally the name of the game. So, um, so yeah, thank you for putting your ring light on. And <laughs> you're, already, you're welcome. You're welcome. I already showered you with, with tips and things like that. This is, this is where I roll today. This is where we're at. Bring on the tips. <laughs> 
I thought you were going to say bring on the tits, but no. Okay. Bring on the tits. <laughs> I mean, we survived. I did that as you wish. <laughs> Who edits this, by the way? Is it you or do you outsource it? Hi, editor, if, if it's outsourced. It is outsourced. Perfect. Yeah. Hi. Bring on the tits. <laughs> Chris is going to love it. And bless, he's already a really patient human being. Chris, we love you. Uh, so it's going to have a ball. Love you, Chris. <laughs> Chris, you're going to have the shock of your life when you're listening to this. It's going to be, this is outtakes for days. You are welcome. Um, we're here to serve. We're here to serve kids. We're here to serve. Oh, I love it. Oh. Well, I was going to say, actually, I was going to ride on, ride on the tits. <laughs> I was going to ride on the tits and say, actually, that by January. That's what I was going to say. And that's why it feels like actually it feels there's, there's the weird energy of getting into february and we talked about it last time we chat we were talking about you know do you do you boo in january yep. as a preemptive thing almost and i think as we went through it i realized that even more i think than ever there has been two camps still you we said obviously you know if you want to go all in go all in and i've mm. seen a lot of people going all in and i'm like it's not a problem however i realized that then my consumption of content has been actually affected by it because when i literally get targeted by every ad under the sun i'm like i don't want to be here right now yeah, <laughs> i don't right. know if you had that obviously it's, that, that was very particular i know that instagram was also pushing ads like crazy but um, it was really interesting because i was like i'm actually in a space of doing my stuff but it's all preparing for something i'm not in that space of like um rushing into kind of creating something completely new in a different way so yeah, I, f I felt a bit like I actually want to step back for a bit because there's, mm -hmm. there's a lot. I don't know if I, maybe it's just me, but I felt that way a bit this in this month and a half or so. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, I think I've kind of not really been on Instagram over the last month. Um, if you look at how much I've posted this month, let me show you. Hold on. Let's have a look at how much I've posted this month. Happening live. Happening live, kids. Let's, happen, let's, let's live look at this. So sorry if my, I've just taken my phone off airplane mode, so sorry if it starts beeping. Here we go. Right. How many times? I've posted three times in January. It's now the 27th of January. So at the time of recording, this is where we're at. <laughs> at the time of recording, I've posted three times. Just because I'm just like, I just... Pfft got other things to do you know i'm a busy lady <laughs> as are you we are indeed i mean right now my energy you know balancing the energy right now my energy's got to go into other things as opposed to instagram and that's my consumption but also the amount that i'm producing so sorry i know it's not very good for my marketing strategy but you know are you already apologizing to me balancing is that what's happening you're apologizing to me because I'm, 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 I'm preempting <laughs> like the little like fab rolling eyes being like yes amy how many times again <laughs> yeah being like, amy what do you mean you haven't got a content strategy for this month i'm like absolutely no chance i can't even get any sleep in let alone a content strategy this month uh yes so anyway <laughs> you know what though the problem is people I always want to caveat that I I mentioned this a few times actually in the past, potentially also here, but I currently am handling all the accounts for all the three brands. So one is my personal brand and I've got two more brands. The problem is, this is one of the things I don't, I don't mind. And then you have this argument. I was literally writing a, um, an article for my personal newsletter and I was saying, I'm scaling back because I had to and I was just forced to have to do it all myself. 
But I've been a social media manager for five years before I then kind of progress into other things. And I've been doing it on and off as well. I love that side of things. I love the content creation. I love the connection. So I'm like, why can I not understand what are my weaker points? The things that I know I struggle to be consistent with. And I can outsource those instead. You know, because I think that's what we need to understand. That's why I want to caveat instead of being like, how dare you not having a content strategy? But I'm like, it comes a bit from a richer place from somebody like me when I'm like, I love it. You know, content and that connection and storytelling that way. I love making time for it because it doesn't feel like um, a chore or something I don't have time for. And I think it's, you know, again, in our, um, in our accelerator that is coming out in February, so time of listening, I talk a lot about setting better systems. It's called Build to Scale for a reason. And we talk a lot about the zone of genius, which we mentioned together a few times as well. And I think there's a misunderstanding sometimes that it's not just the zone of genius as in, let's say, Amy loves to coach people and support them with a mindset it's also other things that you enjoy doing like being on camera or being on a podcast and understanding all the different things that are part of your zone of genius in your work is really powerful and sometimes we're like well my zone of genius is um, how I get paid and I don't think it's only that mm. I think if you mm. realize the good thing and then you as you say you can realize what are your weak points and how can you help yourself once you have the bandwidth to make it more consistent. I don't know if I'm making sense, but it's, I know it's a bit of a contentious topic because a lot of people are like, well, I'm supposed to love this or I'm supposed to outsource this. I think there's a lot of pressure to outsource everything these days. Yes, yes, there is, you're right. Yes, yeah. No, but you know, you do make total sense because I know that, um, so I, I did one of the strengths tests. I don't know, you know, there's several and you know, those kind of things I tend to take with a pinch of salt, but they can be quite useful to get more of an understanding. And something that came out of that was that actually one of my really big strengths, which I completely agree with, is that I'm a really good relationship builder. So I love chatting to people. I love doing stuff, you know, whether it's on Zoom or in person. I really enjoy having conversations with people. You know, put me in front of a camera. I can chat. Put me on a podcast. I'll chat. Put me in a coaching session. I'll have a chat. You know, whatever. But actually strategizing and executing strategy is not one of my strengths. And that was really useful because then, you know, I'm like, well, of course, it's just not, it's not my strength. It's not where my priorities lie. And that's okay. And, you know, I think very soon, because I do realize it's not one of my strengths, I think very soon the social media will be outsourced because, you know, as I say, stories are fine. I can do that. But yeah, like coming up with things for ins- I just for social media. I just, I'd rather do this and have a chat with you, you know. So any day, any, any day, day. Like, that, that could be like a daily podcast. Wow, that would be intense. <laughs> a daily segment of the Make an Impact show is like chatting. I mean, again, the amount of questions that I've been getting, which sadly, as I said, a lot of them are on social. So I'm going to start with that one just because we're Let's talking about the public. But, you know, we could definitely do it daily, but we're not going to even if I know you'd love it, dear <laughs> listeners. Okay, maybe I'm going to answer the question first and then I want to see if there's any other mistakes or any other things that maybe, Amy, you feel prompted by this question. Because okay. Okay. that, I think, comes from like an expert perspective. So what are some of the common social media marketing mistakes businesses make? It's a good question. It's quite broad, but it's a good question. So I'm going to tell you some of the ones that I see from our um, marketer, ex-social media manager, and obviously consultant perspective. Mm. Not just with creative impact stuff, but everything I've done for the past 13 years. Consistency is one, which, lol, we just talked about with Amy. So it is one of the... 
No, I mean, sorry, how many times did you post in phone in January again? <laughs> three times, Fab. I was consistent three times in January. I was consistently posting for the three days. Exactly. Thank you very much. <laughs> but it's true, though, it's like creating that consistent strategy. And I think you hit the nail on the head when you said, well, it's not my strength. So it's something that probably I would like to outsource. And another mistake, that's a misconception that goes with this mistake. So a mistake can be not being consistent, but then there's the misconception that being consistent should be showing up every single day. And that obviously then fuels into the anxiety of some people that are not readily wanted to be on social all the time. Yeah. Because consistency can be that once a week if that's where you're at right now. And then you can always um, expand it if you want to. Uh, so that's a, that's two mistakes. The mistake of not mistake. That's the I, the challenge of not being consistent more than mistake. Because there are other things that are considered more mistake. And then there is the misconception of consistency has to be every day. And I'll tell you one more because, again, that could be a podcast in itself, just on mis- mistakes or things to bear in mind. And the other thing I think is a mistake is thinking about what, yeah, I got it. Thinking about what is trending when it comes to your content instead of the user intent and all the reason why your audience is on the platform in the first place. Because mm. you're going to fit into their narrative, they're not going to fit in yours. Spoiler alert. Really like real talk here. So, we talk about it also in our social media course a lot. I talk about building that relationship. And when you're building that relationship with your user, especially on a community, that social media platforms are supposed to be community-based sort of experiences, you are, you are jumping into somebody's kind of little community and you're getting yourself known, you're providing some value. But you need to understand that, you know, we think, oh, I'm going to follow this trend and I'm going to do memes all the time. And memes work now but they might not work in six months so what is understanding is why do memes work i don't think people ask themselves these questions like what why do reels actually do so well like wait a second because the you know the, the reels that i do actually are really relatable to my audience or they make them think or they make them laugh so once you think a bit more about the reason why your audience does what they do you understand that you're not showing up to sell you're showing up to introduce yourself or engage with your audience or build trust. And I think that really changes the narrative. So these are two things that doesn't matter if you are a startup, if you are a business owner, if you are a, a lot of our professionals, entrepreneurs that are here, everybody makes that mistake because we think about it ourselves as a platform for me to shine. It, it can be, but it's not the reason why the users are there. They're not there to see you shine. They're mm. there because they have something that they need for themselves. Am mm. I making sense? And also tell me your thoughts. And <laughs> no, you're, you're absolutely making sense. Yeah, no, it makes complete sense. Um, I mean, I'm not really one to talk at the moment. But yeah, I, I mean, I've certainly felt pressure before to be consistent, to show up with the latest trends, to be, you know, doing this and that and the other because it's what everybody else is doing. Um, and sometimes that's fine and I really get into it and that's cool. And, you know, I can be on a, a really brilliant streak for, I don't know, a week, two weeks, whatever it is. But actually, you know, again, thinking about intent and thinking about stripping it back, something that I always like to think about as well is what is it and how is it that I I enjoy showing up as well? And what is it? I can't remember if I've said this before in a previous podcast, but, you know, what what is going to make it sustainable to me and like... 
with my three posts this month. You know, I've only done three posts this month, but maybe four days out of seven, if not slightly more, I've been on stories and I've been showing up that way. And actually, because that's what feels good for me, that's more likely the way that I'm going to stay consistent and sustainable with it, as opposed to putting myself under pressure of doing reels every day, twice a day, because that's what I should be doing or, you know, hanging on to the latest trend. So, yeah, that's that's my ten penance. <laughs> More than ten pence. It was a full pound. Oh, think, yeah, it was a full pound. A pound. Yeah, <laughs> I'll give you that. <laughs> and you know what? You mentioned this before, but I love. I mean, repetition is the mother of skills. One and two. I love that you get back to it because I think it's one of the things that we need to hear more than once. Because you hear and you're like, it makes sense. You know, do what you enjoy. I mean, at the end of the day. You're showing up because you want to serve the world which, with whichever gift you have, whichever service, product, group coaching program you have. But you need to remember that you also have chosen a path of entrepreneurship for a reason, hopefully. And that is because you also want to lead a lifestyle you want. And you want to obviously show up in the way you want. So it's finding that fine balance between who do you want to be known as and how do you want to show up. Especially because obviously social media is like... I mean, the, the, uh, the actor here would probably know what I'm talking about. It's like being on a stage, on a virtual stage, and putting yourself out there. And I think when you put it this way, you actually understand the role that you have. So, again, I love that you mentioned this because it's very important. If you have to show up, then you might as well choose the way that you're going to do it or how you're going to do it. Absolutely. So, yeah. And you never know who's watching as well. So, you know, just even though you only show up three times that month... It may be that someone who wants to work with you really relates to those three posts that you've done. Or, you know, even if you're only showing up on stories, it may be that the person that wants to work with you or, you know, someone who's got an opportunity for you may see your stories and go, I love their personality. I want to get in touch with them. So, you know, if you can find the joy in it in the way that you want to show up and stay consistent with that and make it sustainable, then the right people will come back again and again and again and you will start to show up in their feeds and on their stories and you know that's reciprocated so yeah I mean I've had some some really nice messages and stuff from social media this month just purely from my stories and it really is amazing how people do show up in the dms and stuff just when you're showing enjoyment for what it is that you're doing so yeah you said something there also about reels and that pressure now to post constantly reels and reels mm -hmm. all the time. And, and I think that's the other thing, you know, then you feel cornered up into that's what you have to do. However, just because, you know, we're talking about social media, I will have to say, you know, reels are actually a really good tool right now when it comes to discoverability. Full stop. The platforms are really pushing on audio and video, whichever platform you're on. Mm -hmm. And obviously Instagram is pushing on the video because they want to become TikTok. Gram. Yep. Tickgram. Tickgram. Tick <laughs> but one thing I'll say, because I want to get back to what you just mentioned, you're welcome. Even if you say, okay, I'm going to try to figure out reels, maybe I want to see how it works for me. And then again, remember that what you see people posting literally a reel every hour, some of them I'm just like, is it, if anything, is it entertaining me? If not giving me any value, is it actually kind of like relatable? Is it, because some of them I'm like, there's no need to post a reel today if that, that, lip sync that you're doing is literally pointless i think is always yeah. reminding ourselves of quality over quantity even with this because again the pressure can make you forget that a bit i think yeah and you can always tell as well when someone doesn't feel comfortable and doesn't want to do it necessarily but feels like they should you can tend to tell that 
on camera. So she knows. <laughs> Sometimes you see reels, and you know you can just tell that that person's feeling uncomfortable, and that's just because. You know, it may be that they're doing those reels because they feel they need to, because of the discoverability, because of this, because of that, because they've been told that they need to post three times a day, whatever it might be. But yeah, you can, you can always tell when someone's feeling comfortable in the way they're showing up or not as well. It's actually, the next question actually almost relates to this is not about social media, so we're going to step back, but okay. there's an element of, of confidence. So we'll confidence. say confidence, confidence, I think, but we're, we're getting some of that. Yep. So dear dear people in our dms because you can send us questions through the dms every every month we do a little like q a so check out our stories and we say have you got any questions for fab and amy please ask so and uh, somebody says i relate to it's been a, a tough a tough couple of years and confidence has been dropping when in the way that i show up in my business um what can i do to get back on track i'm gonna send it to confidence queen and mindset queen for this one and see would there be a couple of things that people can do that can be like little ways to actually get back into that feeling of confidence what would you recommend mm. that's yeah that's a really good question and without I mean without knowing a wider context it's it is it's difficult to answer but I think there are probably a couple of things that you can do straight straight off the first one being firstly you've got that awareness around it that actually, you know, things have happened over the last couple of years, whatever they might be. And so it has started to knock your confidence in business, um, maybe in life as well. So, you know, if, if I was working with a client and they brought this to a session, I would start off by exploring with them exactly what, what that is and what's going on for them and what has happened that's made them feel that way and where that lack of confidence has come from but also what confidence means to them because I think we have we all have this idea of confidence but actually every single person's idea of success confidence freedom thriving you know all these big um these big words that we love to aspire to everybody's interpretation of them is different so what was your version of confidence when you felt confident What's going on now that means that you're feeling the way that you're feeling and things have happened which have, you know, led to where you're at now. And if you were to redefine confidence in a way that feels good for you right here, right now, what does that look like? And then how can you start to take small, teeny tiny, um, small steps to start working towards that version of confidence for you now. That's where I would start. And those are the things that I would probably look at straight away um, and start to think about is, yeah, looking at, looking at where you're at now, what's going on for you? What is your version of confidence? What does that look like? And how can you make to start to make those small changes? I love that. And also for a matter of repetition and reiteration, I was thinking about, this should be my book. <laughs> I don't know, actually, we talked about the book together a few times, but the reason why I said this is because you mentioned actually how to define on how do you define confidence, success in all the big words. And funnily enough, um, casual dropping. Um, so the book won an award last year, at the end of the year. So Reclaim Your Time Off is now an award-winning baby book. So yay. Yes, I didn't tell you. Sorry, I was on mute. No, you did not tell me. Um, Soul Spirit Award, Magazine Award. So it's now like a, a little award winning baby book. 
God, you're an award-winning author. Check you I know, out. right? You're so adult and grown up and amazing. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> because they can't see us on video. I mean, unless Chris, again, like literally do, does the whole reel of us dancing in the video. But we'll see. We'll see, we'll see what he picks for us today. Um, but aside from that, the reason why I said this is not just for indulging into the fact that, yay, celebration. But, but also- absolutely indulging it and celebrate it, by the way. Yeah. We've got a little dance for the podcast listeners right now. I'm having a great little shoulder shimmy. Um, it's it's the dance you can hear, but you can't see. It's like the, the happy dance, but in the happy dance. <laughs> One thing that I love that the, um, the judge picked up and they said was what they loved the most was actually the, the mindset reframing around success. Because I was like, well, if you want to reclaim your time, especially is mostly about work, right? Then you need to understand how is a successful day at work looking like for you? What does that look like for you? And it goes back to what you just said. I think until we have, as you said, first step of awareness is great. Let's get to the next step. If you want to tap into a, a similar feeling to what you had, or if you want to you know, help yourself get into a place where you want to get, you need to get clear on two things. First, I agree. What does that mean? And also, is your definition of success or confidence in this case dictated by yourself or somebody else or society or past trauma and obviously that's probably stuff that you would work through with them like understanding some of, as you say the reasoning behind it so again a coach like Amy would be the person that can help you with a deeper level but it's something just to start I think thinking about that is like where does that come from because as you said that can help you then unpack the tiny steps you need to take forward so very well said Amy thank you I really hope it helps person and whoever you are you're awesome so don't worry you'll be fine <laughs> you're awesome you've got cheerleaders already here and don't even have to worry about it I've got one more question for us Go today. on. Go on. It's one of my favorite questions. <laughs> no, I mean, I feel bad for the person, but I love, like, unpacking this. So I'm struggling to keep on top. Yes. Miss Typo, but it's on top of my inbox. What should I do? And then Ooh. maybe they should be, save me, save me. <laughs> Ooh, struggling to keep on top of the inbox. What should they do? Fab, I feel like you'd be a good person to kick this one off. Bam! Um, it's really funny because actually when we devised the, the, the flow of the, of the course and the program from build to scale, build to scale, which I mentioned earlier, the accelerator, as it's all about building systems, I was actually like, there's a couple of elements that we look at, like onboarding, uh, because most of us onboard clients or customers, and it's a big part, obviously scaling your MVP. And actually it was like, you know what, I'm actually going to do an element of, inbox management because it's hard when you're scaling or we're talking about systems you could talk about anything business are different and things like that but I was like no 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 let's pay a bit of attention in uh, into actually how to manage your inbox because it's one of the biggest elements of communication and in there it also talks a bit about just message management and slack if you use it with clients or whatsapp or whatever you use but um it's mainly email, email management in because I've learned it myself and one thing that I'll say so obviously, as I said, there's a, there's a lot to unpack. That's why we even have a resource in the course about it, because there's a lot. But one thing I'm going to say, just to put your mind at ease, because a lot of people feel that they need to outsource an element of it. It's like, well, maybe when I have a VA, when I have somebody, then I can make it better. You can actually do a lot of automations that can help you with that. However, just like a VA, VA and automations are something that a lot of people run towards first. And that's the problem. It's a bit like... If you go to Amy, obviously she's going to go through the mindset pieces first before the practical because 
as we all know, you get excited about the practical things and then after a month, the system is kind of imploded into itself and you're back into inbox madness. So before looking at automations and or support from VAs or any other outsourcing, the most important thing is understanding almost like what is the ecosystem, and this is a big word, of your inbox. Can you understand different areas or different or different recurring sort of topics or teams? Because that themes, sorry, because that will really help you breaking down the the inbox itself and seeing in a more manageable chunks is almost you're breaking down your inbox into different chunks and areas of your business because it's not just going to be about client communication. It's not just going to be about invoices. There can be so many different elements of it. And I think if you're struggling to be on top of it, it's probably because everything stays in the inbox. As in, this isn't right, I need to do it now. Well, probably you don't have to. And that is one of the problems that we have. As I said, there's a lot to unpack from it. And I think it's one of the biggest, actually I know, because from the book, I know that it's one of the most troublesome areas for a lot of people. Well, I would say, for the sake of being annoying, do an exercise of identifying all the different areas, even if it means looking at the last week of emails, if you don't archive them, and look at where they're coming from, and try to understand, okay, what are the different type of emails I'm receiving, and what can I, what can I learn from them, and then you can start categorizing. But don't jump through the hoops and start all the fancy automations before that. As I said, otherwise you go back to square one after a week. That's what I would say. So that's a starting point and it can take a bit of time, but I did it and it's really worth it because then when you are setting up systems, you know actually what you're looking at and you can kind of make things better for yourself. So that would be my tip. There's a lot more. Come to the accelerator if you want to know more. You know, it's creativeimpact.group slash accelerator. But I hope this helps you getting started. Any any tips from yourself? Any things that you do, Amy, on a on a regular, or anything that you struggle with as well? Because maybe I can help you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, to be honest, up until about three months ago, I I was the person with five thousand unread email messages. <laughs> Fam's just pulling a face of horror. Yeah, uh, my fiance is also like likes to have his inbox clear at the end of every day, so he would look at my inbox with absolute disgust, and I'd be like, well, it's just. You know, whatever, it's just all the junk that I get and it's just all in the same inbox as my work stuff. You know, it's fine, whatever. I can just search for the things that I need, uh, which still tends to be my strategy. But what I have done that I have found really helpful, and admittedly, my inbox is fairly manageable. I tend to be able to keep on top of it. But what I have done is, first things first, most of the time, actually, I don't think I've got it on there at the moment, but most of the time I have an out of office on that sets expectations around when I will get back to people. So if I have it on, it's because I know that I'm going through a busy period and it's likely that it is going to be a few days until I get back to people. So I tend to have an out of office on that says, thanks so much for your email. The business is going through a really busy period at the moment. And as a result, I'm not sat in front of my emails. I will get back to you but it will take up to 72 business working hours for me to get back to you. If it's urgent, you know, please WhatsApp me, you know, if or if it's a client, please ignore this message. You know, you're a client, you've got priority. But otherwise, if not, I will get back to you within 72 hours. I find that so freeing because it means that I'm not feeling like I'm having to constantly reply to emails all the time and constantly be on top of them. But actually when I am doing my emails, it means that I've got focused time where I'm working through my emails. They've got that expectation that it's not going to be straight away. It's not going to be an immediate response. And so as a result, I feel like I'm in a better headspace when I'm replying to them. 
that's my tool. That's my tactic. Also, just like I've, I've just unsubscribed from so many newsletters that I used to get. Like just so much rubbish of like, you know, this shop that I once upon a time bought one thing for £3.50 from online and they're sending me their daily newsletter. I'm like, I just don't need that. So, you know, going through and unsubscribing from a lot of that. And then I've got those folders as well on the side um, and having different folders and different topics and things and just sweeping things into the folders as I go. It's not, it's nothing special, but um, yeah, that's the way that I've managed to do it. And I'm slowly but surely... I think I've got about 260 unread emails now as opposed to about 5,000, which it legit was a few months ago. So I'm getting there. I'm getting there. That is good. <laughs> but you want to give us a frame of reference to like where we were, like in the midst of like the jungle of emails. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, if anyone else has got any other thoughts, please drop me a DM. I'm, I'm intrigued <laughs> to hear. Uh, I have another one for you, actually, on the, on. On the back of your autoresponder. They're slightly mm. different, but so I don't do it. Every, uh, okay. Caveat. I don't do it every time and now at time of recording we're launching the old marketing school certification so there's no way I'm doing that now because we're taking applications so I can't but if there's no launch that requires me to be on my emails or my team I guess but what I would do is that I have autoresponders only on a Friday why because to me and almost every Friday and I did especially when I was writing the book because what happens is it allows you to have that 24 hours to almost 72, to be honest, if you don't, don't look at it over the weekend, to not worry and you have at least one full day where you actually are not looking at your emails. Obviously, you might say, I'm going to still look at it once. But as you said, which I'm going to highlight again, you don't feel the pressure to have to respond to it because people know you set the expectations. So that could be another way to do it. So you can go with busy periods. Or if you find that actually you require a bit more time because of your work, because of your commitments, every week to actually have a specific day um, that could be a good way I would recommend days like Friday is a lot freeing for a lot of people and for myself because then it leads into the weekend which means I do have the time then on Monday to come back to some things you can have it in the middle of the week again I wouldn't recommend it maybe on Mondays again maybe it's your busiest day so you actually want to take your time but that's a variation of what you just said and I did it and I don't do it all the time but when I do it because I don't have big launches and stuff it's really nice. Obviously, I love writing. I need to create content. Those days for me is important not to have anything else on my head. Yeah. So that's another one. Yeah. No, I like that a lot. I like that. I remember you doing it for your book, actually. Um, and yeah, probably it's... received a couple of emails from me <laughs> with that. Just, you know, I'm sorry, Felicia. No, not today. Yeah, but it just it means that you know you're able to be in your space and safeguard your energy, and you've set the expectation for when people will hear back. And if it's urgent. People will pick up the phone, people will WhatsApp you, people will Slack, Voxer, whatever it is. They'll get in touch another way. Pigeons. Uh, pigeons. Pigeons. Why not? Flying ones. I don't know. Who knows? Yeah, they'll get they'll get in touch another way. Otherwise, it's about you safeguarding your energy for actually where your focus needs to be. I love that. And it goes back to the beginning when we were talking about using our genius. It's harder mm. for us to put any energy into the things that we love to do the most when we're constantly into the fight or flight of work. Because the different fights of flights, obviously, there's the good ones like bear, tiger. But then there's also the other ones like anxiety and stress in general. But then I find there's also the micro only work related ones that we can find because a lot of work can be about notification, pinging, 24 hours, you know, and it, it can really build up. So I hope we today we inspired you to 
be consistent in the way you want to, <laughs> uh, to be confident or to regain your confidence. I love the way that you say confidence, by the way. It makes me feel so common. Confidence. I mean, I can say confidence, by the way. I just really love to say just, confidence for some reason just, today. You sound so French, which is bizarre because you're Italian. But, you know, you can sound French if you want to. <laughs> I mean, I can say in Italian, but it wouldn't have the same appeal. So. What what is confidence in Italian? <clears throat> oh, I mean, wait, <laughs> wait, forgotten. ladies and gentlemen, she's forgotten. No. <laughs> My whole language is gone. No, it's confidenza would be that, but it's not really the main on confidence. So I need to think about it actually now. Um, when I don't speak Italian, especially like for a couple of hours or stuff fully, then, you know, if it's a specific word, that kind of gets stuck. But confidenza would be the, the literal translation. When it comes to confidence, is something else. But if you want to see the word confidenza with a z, would be confidenza. the one Look at that. Look at that. She's a natural. Here I'm we go. Italian. So if you want to ask us any questions in any language, um, ideally the ones that we speak, <laughs> that will be easier, but we can take anything. <laughs> As always, DMs are here for it. Suggestions so that I can collate them. Um, send them to Creative Impact Co on Instagram. That's the easiest way to send us questions. Obviously, you can also uh, pop a message to me. I'm at Fab Giovanetti. What about yourself, Amy? Or to me, at Amy Layton on Instagram. Yeah. And uh, if you want to find out more about us, obviously, you know where to find out more about us. I'll put the links in the show notes for some of the things that I mentioned, like the course and the accelerator. Amy, what are you up to right now? Anything we should know? What are we up to right now? Well, I'm currently, I'm going to be that really annoying person that's like, there's something coming. I'm currently in the planning stages of something that is is going to be released over the next few weeks, I think. So um, that's all I'm going to say for now. But yes, keep your eyes peeled over on my Instagram account because yes, there will be something coming very soon. Including content. (laughs) Including content, yeah. There probably needs to be some content, actually. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Yes, you may well see a post or two from me. But there may well be something else as well. So keep your eyes peeled. How about you, Fab? I would say the most important thing that probably we are coming up with is the accelerator. At the time of listening, the waiting list is going to be all nice and open so you can actually join us we're going to have a couple of free sessions where you can come and learn a couple of the principles plus ask any questions before you join so if you go to obviously creativeimpact.group slash accelerator you can find out more if you need help we're resetting systems come and have fun with folders and filters and all the good things isn't it sexy <laughs> so sexy folders and filters you're welcome <laughs> who wouldn't want those yes <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to check our show notes for more juicy goodness about this episode. If you loved it, please take some time to give us five stars on iTunes. And make sure that you let us know your ha-has and takeaways on Instagram at creativeimpactco. Also, you can find out more about us on our website at creativeimpact.group.